welcome back to another episode with A Chick That Prays. I am Fantasi Edie, your host. I'm so excited and honored that you're back this week. Well, today is principle number seven, episode number seven. I cannot believe it. We've made it. We've done it. We've gotten through um, seven weeks um, going through the principles of prayer. Um, It's so exciting. It's so surreal. And today is the seventh principle. And it is actually my favorite topic, and that is worship. For those who know me well, they know I love to worship. I love to pour my life out before Christ. And I have the honor of sharing with you a few uh, tips and, and, and some information that the Holy Spirit has downloaded to me for you. So let's go. Put your spiritual seatbelts on. Let's go for a ride. Well, okay, I hope you have your Bibles. We're not going to do as much reading in scripture as we did on last week, but nonetheless, there are plenty of scriptures to back up this week's podcast. So if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 4. We are going to look at verse 23. This is a very familiar portion of scripture. I'm reading the New International Version, John 4 and 23. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Verse 24, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in the spirit and truth. Worship and prayer go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Is it possible to pray without worshiping? Absolutely. But the goal of this series is to help us pray effectively and to get real results. And when you combine sincere worship with prayer, results are always guaranteed. So by definition, prayer Prayer is humility in supplication, right? It's coming to one you esteem higher than yourself, asking them to do for you what you can't do for yourself. And why can't you do it? Because you and I are insufficient. We have insufficient wisdom, insufficient power and authority, insufficient resources, etc., etc., etc. So when we come and we pray to the Lord, we are humbling ourselves by saying, God, listen, I can't do this. There is nothing in me that can make this thing turn around, but I'm coming to you because I know you are able. We are acknowledging that he is higher than us. He has more power. He has all authority. He has all wisdom. He has all knowledge. He has all understanding, right? Likewise, worship is the recognition of God's supremacy, right? Recognition of God's supremacy. And honoring him as such, honoring him as supreme, and then taking it a step further and submitting to his supremacy, submitting to the fact that he is supreme, which means to abase oneself, right? I abase myself in essence, in existence, in nature, in thought, in reasoning, in reasoning, excuse me. 
I am prostrating out before the Lord. I am confessing before him that I know nothing. I am nothing. I have nothing. He is God. He is Lord. He is supreme. Thus, worship is to give over oneself, fully knowing and understanding that even though I'm giving God all of me, all of who I am, it's not enough, but it's all I have. And therefore it's acceptable because God realizes she ain't got nothing else. He ain't got nothing else. <laughs> you know, Father's Day is actually approaching. And I ask myself the question all the time about my dad. What do you buy a man that has everything? And if my dad were to join our podcast today, aside from the gifts, the books, the shirts, the sweaters, the money, the cards, my dad is pleased when I give him me, when I give him time, when I come and just sit with him and talk with him and, you know, maybe watch a movie or watch the news with him and just converse with him. Our father is the same. He has everything. He says to us, give me you. Hallelujah. So there's two things we want to look at today. Two truths or principles or sub-truths or principles, if you want to call it that. Number one, worship is activated by truth. You cannot worship a God you don't know. You can't know God if the Holy Spirit has not revealed the true and living God to you. Worship is activated by truth. How do I know this? I'm so glad you asked. All right, so you're still in the book of John. Let's flip over to chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And the Bible says he will lead us and guide us into all truth. There is a wonderful hymn that says, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now i'm found blind but now i see that lyric blind but now i see he was referring to he was blind to the truth he did not know god the way he should have he did not know the true and living awesome god his nature his character his characteristics his word uh, his requirements but the, his eyes were blind to the truth but when grace came in the blinders fell off and he pinned the, uh, the amazing hymn, Amazing Grace. And when he pinned that hymn, it was an act of worship. It was worship unto the Lord. And thousands, millions all over the world, we worship God singing the lyrics to Amazing Grace. Now, when you are activated by truth, that means you, you see God as he is. We understand and we know God. And when that truth comes in, your response, my response, typically and should be, is worship. 
Hallelujah. Phil Thompson has a song called My Response, and he says, you have rescued my life, right? So my response is hallelujah, right? It's a worship. When you realize God and his, his awesomeness, his greatness, his mercy, his love, his kindness, his faithfulness, it's easy to worship. Let's go to back to John chapter four. I know we're flipping around a little bit, but John chapter four, verse 22, Jesus said, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. So we're backing back up to chapter four. And if you have not guessed it yet or just knew, chapter four is where Jesus meets the, meets the Samaritan woman at the well. And he he gives her a revelation about worship and he basically says, y'all don't even know what y'all worshiping. In other words, y'all don't know God. You don't have a, a direct revelation of who God is to properly worship him. So you're arguing with me about where to worship in the mountain over here, down there, up there, across there, et cetera, et cetera. But he's saying true worship comes from the spirit. It comes from the inner man. It comes from the heart. It must be by the spirit and it must be in truth, right? And so we read in verse 22 where he says, how can you say that you worship God when you don't know him? It is impossible to worship God if you do not know him. Again, John chapter four, verse 23, it says, verse 24, rather, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in the spirit and in truth. Life application. So as we apply this to our prayer time, when we come before the Lord, a prayer should be done in a posture of humility. So you're already coming to him as humble because we define that prayer is humble supplication, right? It's coming before and saying, God, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're greater than I am. I can't do it. You can do it. So we're already humbling ourselves. When you couple that humility and supplication, then with the worship of God, because you are acknowledging that he is God, that he is all sufficient. You are acknowledging that he is full of love. He is full of grace. He is full of truth. And you begin to worship him. We define that worship is to give over oneself. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. A lot of... um. Uh, uh, secular definitions of worship is to provide a service, an act of service, an act of worship. When we live unto God holy lifestyles, when we render unto him submission and obedience, that is living out worship at its finest. So when you come before the Lord in prayer and humble supplication and you begin to offer the fruit of worship out of your lips, Father, I love you. Father, I worship you. Father, I surrender to you. Father, I give you everything. Father, in my response to you saving, to healing, to delivering, I abase myself before you. I surrender all over again. I acknowledge you for who you are and I am in awe of who you are. And in that 
awe-ness and in that 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 moment of realizing how beautiful how holy you are i am just surrendering unto you when you begin to pray in that mode of worship, I guarantee you God is going to show up like a mighty rushing wind. He is going to come in and he is going to speak. His fire is going to fall upon you because the Bible says he seeks such worshipers. And when God is looking for a worshiper and he finds a worshiper, 